What is the most important identity you can have? Is it what you do for work? Is it your role within your family? What about the legacy you'll leave behind? While all these are important, today's guest proposes that our identity is something deeper and, ironically, simpler. David Osk's identity shows up in many ways, as an entrepreneur, a husband, a father, a vocalist, a facilitator, and as a friend. Today, we discuss why our identity is so important and how we can create an identity through line that guarantees integrity in everything we do. And of course, David answers five big questions on being a dad here on Made to Thrive. Are you tired of just going through the motions? Do you know that there's more to life? You aren't sure how to become all God made you to be? Are you looking for a community of people who aren't perfect either, but who want to be fully alive? This is Made to Thrive. Each week, we encourage, equip, and empower you on your journey as we interview experts and share resources to help you every step of the way. Let's thrive together. David Osk, welcome to Made to Thrive. It's awesome to have you here, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Honored to be here. Yeah, I, I've uh, gotten to interact with you uh, through uh, over the last year uh, through uh, some men's groups that we're a part of and then through uh, the True North Blueprint with Dr. Andy Garrett. It's just been a ton of fun. And so I knew uh, it's been too long since I should have had you on the show to talk shop about um, just really being able to, to create life, um, the, cre- the life you want through an identity uh, that you can actually own, because I know that's a lot of your story. And so uh, yeah, just thanks for being here, man. This is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, you know, these, you know, these topics to me are just near and dear to my heart. And it, and it's because I've gone through such a transformation in the last few years in understanding, you know, more uniquely whose I am mm. and, and who I am. And to a large degree, just feel like I've, I've unhitched the plow and, and finally, you know, in my forties began to run. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think there, there's probably something for people who get stuff figured out later in life. Not that you are ever later in life, but we're further along maybe than we will admit. <laughs> and uh, and like, oh man, like they look back, like if only this and this and this and not ahead and be like, man, thank God for whatever time I have left, I yeah. do have some stuff figured out. Like it's, oh, it, it is all a matter of perspective. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the truth? That's yeah, you nailed it. I actually turned 48 on Monday this week. And happy birthday. I, yeah, thanks. My, I, you know, of course, a couple of people asked me, how does, it, how does it feel to be 48, you know, versus 47 or whatever? And truth of the matter is, is because of the work around identity and so on in the last few years, I feel like I'm just getting started. It's awesome. And I have, you know, I've got more energy and, um, I guess more resilience, maybe that's the word mm. you know, than, I, than I've really ever had in my life. And yeah, pretty excited about where I'm at and where I'm going. That's awesome. Well, tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, <clears throat> I know you, I mean, I really, only really know pieces of it, but kind of the journey that you've been on over the past number of years to be able to, um, I don't know if it's if, to identify that identity was the thing that was hanging you up. That, I think that's, <clears throat> that's probably one of the sneakiest things for guys that yeah. we don't know. Uh, but just what what's that journey been like for you? You know, it's kind of interesting. So really, it, it, it all kind of began when I decided to start my own business. And um, and I realized in a lot of ways, I just lacked a, lacked a lot of courage. I mean, major mm-hmm. imposter syndrome and, mm-hmm. you know, just, I mean, do I have what it takes to do this? 
And then of course, you know, in, in those moments of insecurity, compa- comparing myself to others, you know, others exteriors, right? Not that, not their internal head game and all that stuff, but, right. but, but comparing myself to what I thought, you know, was reality. And, and so in a lot of, in a lot of ways during that season of my life is two things, ignorance, you know, like I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and, and I think just, just because of, you know, life and getting knocked down and things like that, mm-hmm. you just tend to take on, you know, what the culture kind of says about you or about mm-hmm. even men and masculinity in general. Right. Yep. And I think what I, what I realized is after, especially after I started hanging out with some guys, you know, who were a bit more intentional about um, thriving, you know, I love that word that mm-hmm. you use quite often. Well, what does that really, you know, what does that look like on a practical level? Well, if I'm not thriving in an area, well, then we've got to, you know, we have to identify those stumbling blocks and start, mm-hmm. you know, start scratching below, below the surface, get the shovel out and start digging. And um, <clears throat> so to be surrounded by some guys that can, that could help me begin to even understand that on a very practical level. And honestly, to hang out with some men who are just wiser than I am was, you know, helped me to stand on their shoulders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, uh, you know, more to it than that, but it was, that was kind of the genesis of me really feeling like I, I started to become alive. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when, when I would say something like, you know, I feel this way, well, I know what the word I is. I have a vocabulary to describe my essence (laughs) and my uniqueness where in the past I would say I am a singer or I am an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. or I am, you know, or I like to do these various things as opposed to, you know, the crystal clear understanding of, you know, we talk about core values a lot, but what does my core value, you know, what does my core value the most, this hierarchy, you know, of, of the things in this life that are the most precious to me, as opposed to the person next to me. And when I started to, you know, when I started there and started identifying those things, right, my identity, the things I identify with, Mm. then all of a sudden I had a lens and a framework to see life through, to see myself through and to make decisions with, as opposed to kind of being blown around in the wind. So, you know, and and, and it's just getting better. I'm, I'm, you know, beginning to understand that every day, just even more fully. So Mm. I, uh, you know, as a side note, I'll be honest, I used to think words like identity and authenticity were just, you know, woohoo kind of, you know, stuff out there that who has time for that kind of vocabulary. Yeah. I, mean, I got really, real things to do. <laughs> well, and, and even, you know, as a, as a Christian growing up in church, you know, I heard the phrase, your identity is in Christ. And, and I get that. I mean, to, to be, to be ransomed, right. To, to for ultimate power to take a seat on the floor, right? So that I would have a seat on the table mm-hmm. at, at the table and so much more, right? It doesn't get any better than that. So I, I understand the belovedness. And in fact, my name, David, right? Means beloved. I, I, I get I that. At the same time, what's fascinating though is, is, you know, that same God made us all so unique mm-hmm. and, and for a reason from, you know, from, from our eyes you know, to our fingerprints, to snowflakes, right? The, the, it's just screaming to us mm-hmm. to enter into that uniqueness and be fully alive. And so a lot of that work lately, right, has been me diving into that stuff. And honestly, you know, uh, you know, when the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself, 
Well, if you don't know your neighbor, right, <laughs> you, you might do nice things for them. Mm-hmm. But that's very different than loving someone and having mm-hmm. and crying at their funeral, right? And loving them. Mm-hmm. Well, the same goes for yourself. If you do not know yourself, you know, what's to love? Yes. What, 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 it, what is it that you are cherishing? What is it mm-hmm. that you're, you know, above all, protect your, guard your heart? What are you guarding? Mm-hmm. And, and um, so anyway, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a topic and um, a, a paradigm and a bedrock that I am so passionate about. And as I've helped other men, you know, enter that space and to see the lights come on, I don't think it gets any better for me. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 pretty cool where you've come to now your identity is is expressed in helping others find their identity right it's like it, this is it's well, so meta <laughs> it's it's kind of neat because yeah so, you know when i went through the true north blueprint there i i you know part of that process was writing out a, a mission statement and mine is whether word song or action i will inspire and i love the word inspire mm-hmm. i will inspire people to become the most fulfilled and finest versions of themselves mm-hmm. to the glory of God. And I, and I, so I get to, I get to kind of weave in my core values in that, right. Yep. I get to yep. weave in the things that, that I love to do, right. I'm a talker, but I'm also a vocalist and I'm an, I'm a doer. I like taking action mm-hmm. on stuff, but, but unto what, into what, right. Not just, mm-hmm. not just for the heck of it. Yeah. I'm doing it in my uniqueness to inspire people to look up, and to think great thoughts. And then just like I would for my kids, right? I want them to be fully alive. I want them to rise to their, their most beautiful and powerful potential, mm-hmm. you know, under, you know, the, the authority of God, right? So there's, it's wrapped in kindness and strength and honor and dignity. And um, to me, to be about that on a daily basis, I, I wish I, you know, in some ways, I wish I would have realized that was kind of my niche, if you will, a long time sure. ago. Yeah. Um, at the same time, the years of struggle now have made me, you know, I think so much more, um, I don't know, uh, just better at what I'm doing right now. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, you're, anyway. you're, I, I think too, like knowing the difference, like knowing, I remember uh, one of my favorite lines from To Kill a Mockingbird is um, when Scout is prohibited from reading when she's in kindergarten because she's not supposed to read yet. <laughs> Yeah. Her, dad, her dad has had the, the audacity yeah. to teach her to read. Yeah, and she yeah. says, until I was until I was not allowed to read, I did not love reading. One does not love breathing. Oh. And you went for two decades not breathing. Yeah. And you're like, guys, breathing is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it, and it really, I tell the world. Yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow that. I love that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a great book. If you haven't read that in a while, you, you may have been forced to read it as a kid. Long time student, ago. Go back and read it. It's written by a middle-aged woman in the South uh, about change and about uh, the dynamics of, of identity and everything else. It's not written for high school students. I don't know why we do this to kids. Wow. <laughs> you know it's going to hate you. What, you know it's going to make you hate literature. Being uh, forced to read it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know why, but anyway, that's it's a oh, it just fills your soul back up. It's a it's a great, great read. Love it. Yeah. How um, well, I'm thinking about this too. It is. Uh, so circle back for a second. So you have this idea to, to want to start a business and maybe it's fits and starts at the beginning. Something causes you to realize I'm not being successful in this. Maybe it's not that I don't have, you know, a good idea or the right connections or whatever. Maybe it's, I need to get out of my own way. 
Yeah. How, how is, how did that then help you in your business? Cause I think this is where, especially with made to thrive, we talk about the seven core areas. We are super good at compartmentalizing. Yeah. And so it's easy to say for years, Hey, you know what? I'm not really gonna worry about my faith, but frankly, because my finances and my career are going well. And my relationship with my wife and kids is like a strong C plus, yeah. you know, so there's no reason to do this by you saying, I want something different from life. You're calling in those other six areas. You're, you're forcing some sort of reckoning or accounting for stuff with identity that was jamming you up. How, how is that process in, in terms of maybe reintegrating your identity into your business and, and how's that, how does that work? Yeah, the, the progression, you know, was, I mean, I look back and I think just painfully slow. And, and again, it was, yeah. I, there was, I mean, I've always been surrounded by a lot of great people, honestly, but at the same time, I don't think that they, you know, the, honestly, the headspace of an entrepreneur is different than, than most people, right? We're kind of dreamers where we, yes. we, um, you know, we, just thrive on ideas and and making things happen and that kind of stuff. Everyone's and, thinking horizontally and we're thinking vertically. <clears throat> we're not yeah. on a different axis altogether. Yep. And I so I think part of my existence, even growing up, I started my first business when I was, I think, 15 or 16. Mm. And I and at the same time, I I think I um well just lacked some confidence. But mm. at the same time I was surrounded by people that didn't really didn't know how to like help and coach me in that. So I just kind of that wasn't, that was a fit and a start and then tried, you know, various other things in my, you know, twenties and thirties and so on. And, um, what was fascinating, you know, with my, my current business, you know, I'm manufacturer, a thermostat cover. And I, um, technically the idea was not mine. It was my, my brother-in-law. He called me one day and he's like, Hey, where do I get a, a thermostat cover with a combination mm -hmm. lock? And I'm, so we, I, you know, we looked for him, nobody made one. And so he and I went into business together and I ended up buying him out and, and so on, and and just kind of started running with it. But even after that, so then I'm all of a sudden I'm the solopreneur, and then a lot of that insecurity and mm. and, and true ignorance. I just didn't know what sure. to do. Uh, sure. You know, how do, how do I bring a product like this to to market and scale it? And um, so a, a lot of yeah, a lot of fits and starts on the front end. The interesting thing about the identity piece is I had some wins, you know, even in the midst of just struggling, um, you know, because I'll be honest, I've got grit. Like I don't, I don't give up. Right. I'm, mm. I might, I might be just racked with anxiety and, you know, really struggling, but I'll push through it. You know, nice. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not one who gives up, but <clears throat> when I, when I started to really find uh, success is when I started dealing with me you know, and, and, and actually, even when I say that, I think most people might initially think like a harsh tone toward your, toward myself or like, well, yeah, mm. I did, you dealt, you dealt with yourself. And actually what I'm, what I'm referring to is, is I started honoring the things that God had, had placed in me. So I started identifying those things, right. Just kind of discovering those things, which again, is not that hard. I thought it was. And then you know, and then acting out of that place and, and using yeah, my strengths and core values and, and, you know, virtues and various things that I have, you know, that have risen to the top for me when I'm having interactions, mm -hmm. when I'm alone, right? How do I, how do I speak to myself in that way and, and overcome, you know, upper limit challenges and things like that. 
And even when I'm having a meeting, you know, with a, a huge big box store and, you know, I'm like, what? I remember when I first went to the, uh, I'm not, I won't mention their names here, but the, the first one, right. And the, the big fish, I was scared out mm-hmm. of my mind. And of course, you know, you get into a setting like that and the guy across the table, like, I'm just another vendor, right? Hey man, what's up? What do you got? You know, you're, he's just like, you know, here's my 20 minute meeting. How much hangs in the balance for him? Yeah. (laughs) And, and of course, you know, this is, this is my, my baby. And I, so what is, um, what was fascinating, of course, when I approached the other big box store a couple of years ago, it was so much more, so much less drama because I felt so much more comfortable in my own skin. And I reached out to the buyer and I'm like, Hey, Jill, you know, how are you doing today? What's going on? I just, you know, wanted to tell you about a new product that we've got and love to give you guys a shot at it. You'll have a unique version of it for, you know, for quite a while. And mm-hmm. I'd love to send you a couple samples. Oh yeah, sure. You know, as opposed to just playing that head game of having to yes. you know, create some big pitch, right? Because it's awesome. Yeah. Cause one of the things that I've learned, right. Is Jill, you know, and that's a fake name. <laughs> she has her own stuff she's dealing with. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, and she's a human being just like me who probably has kids that are screaming and, you know, raising cane and just her own, you know, her own life to kind of manage and deal with. So one, one of the things that, that has helped me in my entrepreneurial endeavors is um, you, you know, for instance, one of my, one of my core values is inspiration. I love the word and I'll be honest. I don't want to do anything unless it's inspiring. You know, if, if I'm going to sit outside with some friends and talk, well, let's move the, ch- I'm serious. Let's move these chairs in a way where we get the best view of the forest, right? Nice. Let's, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink some water. It's going to be nice and cold. It's, I mean, I, I just, I want it to be great. And so one of the things that I, again, I, I think I've always done it intuitively, but now that I've really identified that as one of the things that has, you know, risen to the top of my core values is, is I try to use that in, in conversations and inspire someone in a way where I leave them better than I found them with That's no great. strings attached. Yeah. Right. It's not quid pro quo. It's not trying to, it's like, you know what? I, I want to make, I, I want to live autonomously mm-hmm. so that when I lay my head down at night, I lived in a way that meant something to me. So if I inspire wow. somebody to think higher thoughts, right. To love their spouse more, to swing for the fence on a business idea, to, to pray with their kids, whatever that is. Right. That's who I am. That's what I do. That's the David Osk shaped impact, right? That I want to have in the universe. And, and it feels great when my hands are open and I'm not doing it for an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll be honest, as an entrepreneur, that has served me so well mm. in, on sales calls because they can tell that I'm being honest with them. And, and even if, I, if I'm talking to somebody and they don't want my product, I will always say, I will always say, thank you for your time. And by the way, I've got a lot of experience. I've got a lot of connections. If you need something, let me know. No strings attached. And they're just, a lot of people are like, what? You know, but, they, but they can tell that I mean it. Yeah. So, so having identified even that word for me has been life-changing. So good. Have you read The Go-Giver? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. That is that that's the go-giver mentality. I'm so looking forward to that interview. We have we've got a, a chance to sit in on, a, on an interview with with Bob Berg coming up here. Oh. And that 
that open hand, that ability to to give. And I think about too a really simple example I was thinking of a while back that I would I I was noticing that how many people walk around with their head down, right? And so uh, I like to be friendly. And so somebody yeah. walks by and you say you just say hi and smile. And I remember thinking one time, like, oh, it's weird they're not doing like they're not reciprocating. And I thought, I'm also not doing it so they'll reciprocate. I'm just doing it because it yeah. makes me feel good. <laughs> you know, right. And it's it's not hard to do what you're doing, what you're talking about, right? It's not, it doesn't take a ton of extra time. It sounds like it's just kind of some intentionality or just some awareness about the things that inspire you. It, no, no, no question about it. We were at least and I were at a uh, I guess a potluck dinner at a, at a, a private school or um, where she works here close to our house. And so we're standing in this long line and, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the m- men who were there were, you know, the husbands of some of the women who work at the, the school and so on. And you could tell they didn't want to be there. And, you know, so they're kind of staring at the floor and, you know, this and that. And so I see this guy just, you know, a few people ahead and I look at Lisa, I'm like, Hey, see, I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to that guy. You know, he looks bored. And for me, I'm like, that looks like a nice guy. I'm going to go make a new friend. Well, here we are. This has probably been six weeks ago now. I talk to that guy probably twice a week now. I mean, we, we've gotten together to do tar- target shooting <laughs> and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And just a, just a great guy. And, um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I love looking up. All right. What, you know, who can I meet today? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who needs some encouragement? You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I wonder too about that, like what it was about that guy's identity that is putting off like putting off that either a sense or in his demeanor or whatever that is man, like, man, how many other conversations did I miss out on just because yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't intentional about adding value to the, to the current situation. You know, like, it's not like you've got to be the master networker or that, like you said before, it's, you're not trying to get anything out of it is like, well, we're here in line anyway. So let's just, so, let's see what, what, what gold is here to mine uh, while we're just standing here. Oh man, you're, you're speaking my language. So here's what I think is fascinating is, you know, there are some people who um, are, and I would say even for most men, right? They, if they can help, they're happy to pitch in, right? And I don't care if that's just opening a door for someone or, Hey, we need to fold these chairs up or whatever it is. But there's also though, a men whose radar is always up. You know what I mean? If they're mm-hmm. like some men, if you're asked, if they're asked, yeah, I'm in, mm-hmm. but, but there's, there's a difference between that. And then someone who is, Hey, the radar is up. I'm scanning this room mm. to see how I can add value. Interesting. And, and I feel like the, yeah, that's, that's the MO that, you know, that I, I want to operate under. It's a, I, I love this idea of radar up with a spirit of generosity, mm-hmm. you know, wherever I go, you know, yeah. Yeah, unless it's, it's unless it's past 8 p.m. by the way, and then I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here as quickly right. as possible. Yeah. I, need, I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um I was just thinking about one thing that that is is on my mind a lot. And and th- we're doing a cool study right now in our, our small group of church is just about the Holy Spirit. And uh, so last week it was about uh being led by the spirit, this week about yielding the spirit. But I was just thinking about one of the things I look for in my interactions just on a day to day. My antenna aren't aren't on up 
often enough, admittedly, but it, I, I call it Holy Spirit SEO. And yeah. it's just this like, I need, I need one good conversation. I don't need, you know, mass market stuff like, but, sure. but one, like one connection or one good conversation and just having fun seeing where it goes allows me to, to say, Hey, I've got something of value. Like you said, like maybe it's just somebody I know you need to meet. Yeah. Um, or maybe you've got something, you know, that you're working on and I can, you know, give you that next nudge or, you know, or w- whatever it might be. Uh, it just, I don't know. It's, it's more fun to operate that way. And it doesn't, it's not because, or, or requiring you to be super extroverted, you know, yeah. it's, it's easier to sit next to somebody who's already quiet and sit and have a low key conversation with them and, and, and be a wallflower together and still, and still be able to add a ton of value. Yeah. And I, and here's, here's what's fascinating. And this is another thing that I learned in the true North blueprint is, is the predetermining is, is, is of the utmost importance. So, mm-hmm. so if, if, if you have not predetermined, you know, the man that you are and you don't know your role and I don't care if you're at the grocery store or, you know, with your wife and kids or, you know, in a, in a business setting, if you've not predetermined the, the bedrock that you're standing on, right. The, the lens at which you see things, the things that you're going to say yes to and no to mm-hmm. well in advance. Well, what happens? You not only have an internal question mark that kind of drives you nuts. I mean, you're, you just, you just feel it. You know, there's that, there's that uncertainty in you. So you walk into a room and you, you just kind of start shrinking your thoughts, mm-hmm. start shrink, your ideas, mm-hmm. you're, you're just, it, you're just filled with that uncertainty. And what's fascinating is, is when you have, you know, identified those things that are the most powerful, precious, courageous bedrock items that you stand on and make decisions based upon predetermined, right? Well, then you walk in with no question mark, but here's something else that's fascinating is, is you don't have the question mark over your head and, 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 and you, I mean, there's no doubt you can tell if you're in a room full of people those who have and have not mm-hmm. predetermined the type yes. of impact that they want to have in that room. And I'm not saying you've got to be, everybody's got to be all Superman, right? This is, we, we are wired very differently. The, the, the impact that my wife has in a room, like she's a, I like the Enneagram a little bit. It's kind of fascinating. And she's a nine, she's a peacemaker, right? I'm mm-hmm. seven. I'm, I'm out there looking for some excitement, but at the same time, here's what's fascinating is, is the impact that Lisa would have is vastly different from the impact that I would have. Yes. And she would, she would probably appeal to, you know, various people in that room, even more than I would. Yes. Yep. She has her people. You have your people. Yeah, she's That's very, why we're wired differently. Oh man. She's calming. And, yeah. you know, and I'm a bit more gregarious, that kind of thing. Yeah. But what I, what I love is, is that again, this back to this idea of no question mark, there's no uncertainty. And I'm not saying, again, it's 80-20, right? We're human. But it's, sure. you know, and some of that could be, you know, you got allergies or you didn't sleep all the night before or whatever it is, or you just had a yeah. bad news or something. But I'm just saying, in general, mm-hmm. the uncertainty is gone. You feel it, and so do they. And, who, and that means whoever is in front of you. It's so interesting. I'm, I'm picturing walking into that room, and you, you've got two different people's experiences. If you're If you're not... It, this doesn't always have to spring from identity, but it, but identity, I think, can lead to intentionality and having this idea of, of wanting to add value or whatever it might be as you're going through. And I think we all have that potential. We have the opportunity to do it. But you want, one guy walks into the room 
and he sees 27 mirrors, right? 27 different ways of, of he's seeing himself through the uh, projected through other people's eyes, right? Like none of this, do we know, you know, uh, what's what people are really thinking, but we're, we're trying to measure ourselves, you know, and like, you look right in one mirror and then you show the other mirror. You don't look right in that mirror. You keep switching, right? It's, it's an exhausting life. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard that, but that's, that's I just made it up. So enjoy it. Uh, (laughs) The other one, the other guy gets to walk in and be a city on a hill to be a light. Yeah. Right. Which is shines fairly consistently for everybody in the room. You don't, it doesn't have to. Right. And so there's, there's just these two different pictures of people that we get to be guys. We get to be walking into a room to be able to be the light, to shine something, some sort of uh, you know, shining the light on some, some issue or, or, you know, adding some value away, or like you said, like, I, I think that's a perfect description. Instead, we shrink a little bit it's a step back or more hesitant yeah. because everything's filtered through. Does this, is this okay with you? And like, yeah. At the end of the day, autonomy, I put my head down at the end of, on my pillow and be like, that was a cool day because I got to do the things that were in line with my values. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting too, when you have that, you know, that, that question mark, it's almost as if we're asking permission to be ourselves. You know, there's it's exactly. A, yep. It's a, and that's a, and I get Can it. Can you I, let me be, be me today? And by the way, could you tell me what that is? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What that even means? <laughs> oh man. That's yeah. That's where we have this top. We have this top down thing. I see this a lot, unfortunately, watching people in their family dynamics. Right. And my wife's, my wife notes, notes this about me every time, every two summers I get together uh, we get to get my, all my sisters get together and she's like, it's like, I'm watching you turn back the clock 25 years, and like settle back into this way we, because oftentimes we are given permission to act a particular way because of the people that we grew up around or whatever. And I'm thinking of you with, you know, Hey, I'm, I've got some entrepreneurial tendencies. Nobody around me does. Therefore my, yeah, you, like, is this like weird? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you normalize this for me? You know, um, whereas I think, you know, on the other side of it, I'm going to have to tell my kids, it is hundred percent cool if you guys get a job, like don't worry about it. <laughs> but I love like everything I see, like let's turn that into a business. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's right so there. different. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's powerful. I, I, I you know, as, as a dad, right. I'm, my son is, uh, he'll be 17 next week and my daughter's mm. 15 and, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to, yeah, remove, you know, uncertainty in them. But here's the, here's the fascinating thing is, is, as I've been kind of in this evolution here in the last several years, I think the most important thing as a dad is to, is to help remove uncertainty in me, right? That's they right. are, they are Huge. looking, they are looking to me to lead the ship, yep. you know, to, yep. to love well, to set the tone, um, and it, well, I want to just interject for a second, though. It, it doesn't mean you have all the answers. This is something right. I think this, it, I, I know I had something with my son a couple, a couple of weeks ago and he's like, yeah, but you don't make mistakes. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I try to apologize as much as possible. I try to say, hey, look, Hey, I don't know. You know, yeah. and I, I can't remember who I was talking to it was in a previous interview and I apologize for blanking on it, but he was like, this is the first time that I have parented a 12 year old. Next year, it's going to be the first time that I've parented a 13-year-old. Like, I just, I don't know either. Yeah. Like, and it's okay, but I, but I know what's important to me and I know where I'd like to end up as a family and as a, as a person and where I'd like my kids to end up as a 
in terms of character, how we get there, man, that's the fun part. Like, let's buckle up and figure this thing out together. <laughs> well, and I, and, I, and I love that. I'm, and I've used that same line with, with my kids. I'm like, you know, I've never done this before. So, um, I, you know, I'll be the first to say I'm sorry. But in the meantime, this is where we're going. Yes. You know, we've, yep. got to make, we've got to make a decision here and make a call. And, you know, I'm going to show you yep. a lot of grace if you show me a lot of your, you know, and I expect 100%. you to do the same, you know. 100%. But, yeah. yeah. I, I think too, I, and this is something, this is going to be a good transition for us. We're going to transition to five big questions in just a second. But I think sure. thinking about how much I, I said, look, for the past 12 years, I have more than, I have five kids. So it's 12 down to three-year-old twins. I don't really talk to the twins at this level. <laughs> but for the past 12 years, have I generally been pro you in whatever I've decided to do? Right. Yes. Yeah. If you don't agree with my decision, can you at least agree with that my intentions are probably good? Love it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's just have that as just a common ground understanding. And then then we can fight about the decision I've made or yeah. whatever. But no, like judge me on my intentions uh, because I'm trying super hard to do that. Yeah. So anyway, you're a couple of years ahead of me. We'll, 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 I'll circle back and, and ask you some questions offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing? Anyway. Um, <laughs> All right, man. Five big questions about being a dad. It's, this is this is something I'm just I'm so passionate about. We had actually uh, when when you and I got to attend the same conference recently, and and uh, Mike Kim asked basically what makes you angry and what breaks your heart, and both of those things had to do with being a dad. And this just is one of the the, the coolest things I think we get the privilege to do. I don't think dadding is a verb, but I'm working on it anyway. Uh, so. <laughs> So, but I'm going to ask you the first, the first of our five big questions uh, about being a dad and ask, how would you characterize your relationship with your dad when you were growing up? You know, I, I think the, 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 honestly, the biggest thing was there was a lot of love there. Mm -hmm. Like my, my dad, every single day of my life said, I love you mm -hmm. and was very affectionate. You know, we got, we got a lot of hugs, prayed together. I don't, I mean, if not every day, every other day. That's great. Um, so, so that mixed in with a lot, you know, a lot of chaos too, right? He was, he was, he was human just like me and had a lot of baggage to deal with and sure. a lot of stress and so on. But overall, you know, our family was filled with a lot of, a lot of love. That's awesome. Very cool. How uh, did that relationship first affect your view of God? Um, you know, I, I, I would say that I, right away, I, I would say that it helped me to understand God is approachable. Hmm. That, um, um, at the same time, I think mom and dad were going through kind of a, a spiritual evolution as well. So, you know, they, they actually, when I was in junior high, we went from, you know, going to a Lutheran church my whole life, um, you know, pretty, uh, you know, traditional uh, to a, a real charismatic type experience. So that's which, different. Yeah. Which initially was <laughs> a big shock. Yes, I bet. So, you know, so I, I think that I, yeah, I think there was a lot, a lot that I just couldn't understand or process, you know, during that time. So um, I think that um, my, my view of God was a bit fragmented, honestly. Yeah, I think it's interesting to see the the starting point is like where like what road we took to get to him really yeah. is uh, affects that and that, yeah that um that can that can be 
it's a long, it's a, it's a worthwhile journey if we stick to it long enough. I think, I, I think that might, that have, your grit <laughs> might have helped you on that one. <laughs> yeah. like, this is different, but I'm going to stick with it. So that's cool. Uh, question number three, how did becoming a father change you or change your life? You know, I think the cliche answer in that light is like, well, I didn't sleep much anymore. And, you know, like, you know, things like that. I mean, on a practical sense, right. I, I, I knew more about diapers than any, than any yeah, human should, <laughs> you know, and, and this idea of just, you know, I mean, well, unless you want to be a horrible father, even you can't be really selfish anymore. It's like, man, this, this person needs me, you know, all the time. So that was, you know, a big shift, but you know, I think that the thing that really changed me the most was I started, I mean, when Parker was born, right? He was my firstborn. Um, having feelings I never knew I could have. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think I understood love, you know, in, a, in a, a smaller box, right? I love my parents. I love my family. And when I got married, I loved my wife. And then all of a sudden there was, it was like this other gear or category. It was like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> and you know, so I, I feel like there's a, that, that moment was, honestly, it was scary. Like, like the, I mean, I love my wife, but the love that I have for my kids is like, it's different. And I'm not mm. sure it's more or better or something like that, but it's, there's something about it that is just so uh, cellular and, and gripping. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, I think that's, that was kind of the biggest change. Talk about, talk out scary for a second. I think I'm with you on that one. Like what, what is it, is it because it's like, you're talking about like more real, like, I think I can negotiate my love for a lot of people. <laughs> like, this is why I love them. Like, this makes sense, right? Yeah. This, 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 sure. but like this little thing here that all it does is throw up and poop on me. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, like, I think I no think matter what, you know, I'm, I'm going to the ends of the earth for this, yeah. for this kid. Yeah. The initially, honestly, the fear was just losing, losing Parker. Like I, mm. I, I was the one getting up in the middle of the night, making sure he's breathing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was crazy. Mm. And, and then honestly, as he started getting older, you know, into that maybe five, six, seven ish, you know, realizing that I don't want to screw him up, you know, yes. First do no harm is a great parenting yeah, technique. Really, I mean, yeah. especially during that time. So 17 years ago or whatever, mm -hmm. I guess 12 years ago, I, it was a rough season for me personally. And, mm. and I just, I, I remember praying God help him, you know, my uh, faults to not harm my son, Yeah, you yep. know, just feeling so protective of him. And, um, and then of course, you know, he, you have a daughter then that comes along and then all of a sudden life gets turned on its head because my love for her is, I'll be honest, it's again, different. Yes. It's a different category. And I didn't know I could feel that way. And, and even now I'm like, you know, she's, you know, get, getting ready to get her permit and drive and all this kind of stuff. And the protection that I have over Kate versus Parker is unbelievably different. So, <laughs> so anyway. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and you can read all the books you want beforehand right. yeah. and then you prep for it and then you get it you know, like i'm not prepped at all this is this is yeah this is good all right question number four uh what is being a dad taught you about god as a father um man i um i think that the word intimacy is just front and center you know i obviously 
you know, he's the one who was kind enough to write these things down for us, right? So we understand him. He called himself father. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like we named him, right? So, so to to understand, you know, he also calls us his bride, right? Right, his his people. Yeah. So I think we're, you know, to understand him as, you know, you know, the groom and the bride and father child that that those two paradigms, it's intense, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, so I think that just the the intimacy of that, the closeness of it. I remember this is going to be really weird, but I, I remember when Parker was just a couple of weeks old, like I'm holding him, you know, and I licked him. Like I like, like I licked his. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, <laughs> yes. I mean, it was, and it just, and I, of course I started laughing at myself and I look across at Lisa and I'm like, I just licked Parker. And, and then so she goes, awesome. oh, I've done that. And I was oh, like, I've done that. Yeah. But, it, but it was the, the intimacy of that, you know, and so even when he you... busting into my office and, you know, wants to show me something crazy on his phone yep. or whatever. Yep. I'm like, get out of here, you bonehead. You know, <laughs> but at the same time, right? I'm like, yep. that's mine. Yep. Now my son in whom I'm well pleased. And yep. like even in saying that, I get choked up. I'm like, man, I love him. Mm-hmm. It's so intense. Even now, of course, because you know, he's almost a man. So yep. then we're talking about all of these really heavy issues. Mm-hmm. And one, and by the way, once again, I'm like, Lord, may may my faults not, not hinder my son, right. you know? And it's, it's scary. Like I, 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 I literally remember like hugging him, you know, he and I had a big argument and so on. And I don't, probably one of those nights I didn't handle it very well. And I remember hugging him really close and whispering in his ear. I don't want to wreck you. I'm afraid I'm going to wreck mm. you. Mm. And I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And of course he's so sweet to me, like, dad, it's okay. You know, I love you. You're not perfect. I know you're not like, he's, mm-hmm that language and the understanding but it's so intense great i love it you are you're at the spot where you're starting to see that it's it's more real probably than for me that your kids are going to leave the house (laughs) Um, and i'm a big believer that your legacy begins long before you die so uh what's question number five what what is the legacy that you'd like to leave your children man you know, I, I, again, I, I don't know if I have like a, a like a statement or something, but I, I you know, I think of words like kindness, you know, and, and mission. And um, um, we've got a sign on our wall downstairs that says something like we do hugs and we do I'm sorry's and we do. Yeah. You know, just just being real. And, um, you know, I, I think that a friend of mine wrote a song. And the lyric is for the chorus is, or maybe it's the first verse, it's, this is a dream I've had, that there might be a place. And before I cross the threshold, they'd recognize my face. They've been expecting me. The table has been set. The bed's already made. You know, mm-hmm. and it goes on to, 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 to talk about this, this feeling of home and expectancy, like we are waiting for you. And, and not only do I want them to feel that, you know, now, like if Harker's coming, he works at Chick-fil-A. So if he's coming home from work, I'm like, you know, when he comes in, hey man, what's up? How was your night? You know, I want him to know that, you know, and Lisa and Kate for that matter, that, that I'm interested in them mm. and that I care. Mm-hmm. And then something else too, though, is is mission. Is is I think that uh, you know, Tim Keller tweeted here a few months back that purpose is everything. That was his, that was the tweet. Mm. And, and I'll be honest, the, the, the longer I live, and even after going through the, the, the True North blueprint to understand identity and purpose, 
are so intrinsically, you know, tied together. Right. I want my family to not only see me as an example of, I understand top down, right? I'm, I'm, I am a son of the most high God. I'm here to love your mother most of all, and you kids second, right? But we have a mission as a family. I love what uh, is it C.S. Lewis talks about, you know, we are saboteurs in a foreign land, you know, that we, mm. that we, that we live in a foreign country and, and it's our job to sabotage. <laughs> that the, sounds like Lewis. I don't know that to be him, but that sounds yeah. very much like him. And but what does that look like, right? We live in a we live in a world that's hurting and and it's not getting better. And it's our job to yeah. to mend fences, to build bridges, right? To, mm-hmm. to love the love the unlovely, which is sometimes me, by the way. And you know, to to help heal the sick and mm-hmm. and to encourage the broken. And so I part of my legacy is I really feel like I want my kids to understand mission. And then one other word though that I again we talked about this earlier is generosity and and more so generous of spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want people to when they think of you know the Osk family in general, that they feel that that, that they are being poured out upon and that it, that it is our goal to ensure that they feel stronger and better and that they win. And um, I love this idea of generosity. Yeah. Again, again, we talk about it. it, it, If you have the internal stuff figured out, you're pouring out from a very deep well, right? There's not, it does not, there's nothing that there's no zero sum game that comes with being generous. Right. Right. And and selfishly, we were talking about this last night, actually on the way home from church, my um, somehow we got into the whole idea about Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. And my daughter said, well, I, you know, I like them both equally. And I said, great. Which one can you control, giving or receiving? Giving. Yeah. If we like them, let's just do more. Like if if we if we get to choose the the value, like the the quality of life we're experiencing currently, and we know that giving makes us feel good, let's do more of that. <laughs> How hard is that? Well, and I love the fact that that whole paradigm is as you get older, you know, as you mature, right, become a. a a woman and a man, you know, you grow, you, it's, I think it's a very practical concept, mm-hmm. you know, especially as you get older, well, it yeah. just, it's just better. It just feels better. And and it's more, you, you have more joy. Yes. Not, we don't have to earn anything. So what else could it be? It's our joy is increased when we do it. And it's, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I love that whole topic, by the way, we could go on a big rabbit trail there, but man, I love it. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. We'll have you, we'll have you back on. We'll deep dive on that. Um, yeah. So last question, just a bonus. Who's another good dad we need to, we need to hear from? You can have more than one, obviously, but who's some <laughs> other guys that, other good dads that we could learn from uh, as we're piecing together what it means to be a dad? You know, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to actually just mention Andy Garrett, right? The guy that created the True North, True North Blueprint. And the yes, absolutely. Is, I wouldn't have even said that, honestly, until just the last month or so, because I've, I've never met his kids and his family and so on. But he has... Um, a, a daughter and a son, and his son is, is kind of strong-willed. And to hear, even this morning when I was talking to him, how he handled the situation yesterday, mm. you know, honoring, not just trying to control behavior, right? Sometimes you got to do that. Sure. But it's he honored his son's intellect and wishes and, and asked him powerful questions on mm. how to handle something. And I just was like, man, you know, to um, to have to give someone the ownership 
of their own decisions by asking them a powerful question. Well, of course, we see that in scripture, even in the garden, right? Where are you? Well, of course, he knew where they were. He knew where they were. They needed to know where they were and what had happened and, and say it. And I mean, that's all throughout scripture. But I, I just, I really appreciated how he modeled that even this morning. And I want to borrow that Great. to my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Such, such an awesome guy and doing so much about, um, about helping people, you know, with the true North blueprint and, uh, just being able to, to, as he's walking it out, same as you, like as, as he's walking out, what, what he's finding to be true about himself, he's finding that part of that is a mission to help other people as well. And so, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that this would go about as well as it did. So I'm pretty excited, David, <laughs> that we get a chance to rap for a little while about just identity, but also how, how our identity can help us be able to be better dads to just, I don't know, it, it, enjoy life more. Like it's a weird, like, I don't think, ang- I don't think angry people know what their values are. Right. Like I just, I don't, I, I think they don't, they don't have it sorted through and, and it, just shows up everywhere. So it's, it's a very good, we'll definitely link to uh, Dr. Andy's course and like all all sorts of resources in the show notes for this, but uh, mostly I appreciate your time and for being able to live out an example, uh, not just for your kids and and your wife, but for the guys around you, it's been really cool to to watch and to get to know. And thanks an honor, honor being with you. Thank you. Thanks again to David. Really loved our conversation. Uh, One of those where you know uh, that you need to be intentional about hanging out again soon because um, our interactions are just so rich and uh, it's because he's drawing from a deep well. And uh, that's that identity piece. It it seems very uh, much a a nice idea probably uh, for a lot of us, but it is such a big deal uh, for us to be really, really firm in our identity because so many things spring from that. Largely, as we mentioned on the episode with Lance Gollinghorst a few weeks ago, that who we are is set, but how we show up really can be kind of all over the map. <laughs> I think we've, we've all ex- uh, experienced that. And so uh, it's just great to connect with people who have really firm and secure identities, because you know uh, that that, is, that actually ends up kind of being a foundation that you can rely on. So thanks again to David for joining us today. Uh, recommend you check out uh, Show notes for today's episode, they are at madetothrive.coach slash 079. Again, madetothrive.coach slash 079 for episode 79. And I recommend that you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, whether it's Apple, Spotify, a host of others, uh, so that you can hear uh, our latest and greatest podcasts as they come out every Monday morning. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to Made to Thrive. Check out madetothrive.coach for resources and coaching to help you thrive in every area of your life. And get your free assessment at amithriving.com. Talk to you soon.